0: Social media marketing is just one of the ways to promote yourself and raise your visibility. It's a good way, but I would go a step further and say that it's actually just one piece of the puzzle. I'm starting the episode with this because I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be everywhere on social media, and they think the way to do that is by continually creating and publishing content. Content is indeed important, but relying on that and nothing else doesn't get you very far these days. It used to, but to really make that content work for you now, as I've talked about in past episodes, you need to be layering other activities on top of it. However, if you do choose to use social media as part of your marketing strategy, being consistent with content is important. We need to stay on people's radars and show up. And that's why I'm creating this episode, because being consistent is the very thing a lot of people struggle with. Many people go through intense bursts, and it leads to fatigue and or they just can't sustain it for a long period of time because it feels never ending. So in this episode, I won't be able to change the fact that we need to show up consistently. But what I can do is give you tips that will make being on that content treadmill easier and more effective. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mold to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Right, I'm diving straight in today. The first exercise that I do with all of my clients when we're putting together a marketing and visibility strategy is to list three things that they want to be known for. Now, when I do this exercise with clients, we do some pre-work because it's hard to just come up with what you want to be known for without having a deep understanding into how to position yourself to the right clients for you. But you may have already done some of that work yourself. So when we're talking about defining what you want to be known for, I'm not speaking generically. So I don't want to be known as an education business coach or mentor because there are plenty of people who help business owners. I need to define how I'm going to help people make a decision about whether they would prefer to work with me or someone else. Who are they compatible with? So I want to be known for being fluff free, honest, and very tailored in how I train people, regardless of whether it's in a one-to-one or group session. So just knowing that, just identifying that, gives people a strong sense of whether they would want to work with me. If they don't like a direct approach, I'm not the right person for them. And if they want a formula, a clean five steps to achieve whatever they want to achieve, I'm also not the right person for them. If, however, someone likes to just get on with it, if they like to be challenged and if they want honesty and if they want to put the work in to find a solution that's really tailored to them, they'll love working with me. So you saw that by being really specific and really knowing what my style is and what I want to be known for immediately helps me with all of my messaging. So if you listen to the intro to my podcast or if you read the description, you'll notice the words fluff free and actionable are in there. So I know it's not social media, but in the same sort of way, when you know what you want to be known for, your social media content can circle around those things. So if you commonly face the problem of not knowing what to write or if social media content creation ends up being really time consuming, this little bit of knowledge, this very quick exercise will really speed it up because now you know exactly what you need to communicate. Now, the second thing to give your social media marketing a jumpstart is to work out what you struggle with and why. If you don't understand this, you aren't going to be able to find a solution that actually works for you. For instance, one of my clients told me that it just seems to take her ages even to create one post. When we dug a little deeper, we worked out it was because she was overthinking what to write. So the exercise I just talked about, where you're circling around those three things you want to be known for, really helped her. What also helped was putting together a schedule of what kind of content she would post on which days. Another client of mine was struggling because it took him ages to create the images. When we had a look, we realised that he was trying too hard to make every single image unique and they were actually just packed full of information. So by simplifying that and understanding that images need to be scroll stoppers, not information givers, it sped things up for him. So if you're feeling a bit directionless with your content, that first exercise will really help. And when you couple it with working out what you are actually struggling with and why, you can find ways to speed things up and to make the overall process a lot easier. Now, my third tip is to think about how many platforms you're focusing on and how many times a week you're trying to publish content. It's much better to master one platform than to spread yourself thin across multiple platforms. And the real key here is to work out which ones are most suitable for your business and your goals. In my recent episode about LinkedIn, one of the things I mentioned was the importance of understanding exactly what you want from each platform. I can't emphasise this enough because we assume that regardless of which platform we're using, we want sales. So when we don't get sales, we feel demotivated. However, if we understand that different platforms can serve different purposes, all of which are underpinned by sales but don't necessarily directly lead to them, it changes how we approach social media marketing and our motivation levels. Now I know a lot of you who are listening are tutor business owners and generically speaking Facebook tends to be a really effective platform. I say generically speaking because it's not the best platform for every type of tuition business and as I mentioned earlier if you want to work with colleagues there might be other platforms that are even better. But the reason I mention Facebook is because I want to give you an example of what I mean by really mastering a platform. When I was solely focusing on Facebook for my tuition business, I had a page, I had two Facebook groups and I was a member of specific Facebook groups that allowed me to build relationships with potential parents. It was really hard work because I was creating content for all of them every single week and I had to be present in those other groups because unless you're present you can't form real relationships. Now I tried to add Instagram to the mix. But I gave it up for my tuition business very quickly because I realized that firstly, I was going to have to work much harder on Instagram to achieve the same results that I was achieving much faster on Facebook. And I also realized that it was taking me away from the platform that I knew worked effectively. And when you're thinking about how many times a week to publish content, instead of looking up recommended frequencies, think about what you can realistically sustain because that will always be more effective than you trying to keep going with an unrealistic schedule. And when you take this approach of trying to master an individual platform, you'll quickly work out what the right frequency is anyway. For example, I quickly learned that through my Facebook page, allowing my content to breathe was much more effective than trying to post every day. So experiment, do what suits you instead of aiming to do everything all at once and just focus on making it easier for yourself and more effective for your business. And speaking of doing whatever it takes to make things easier leads on to my fourth tip and that is to do whatever you need to do to stay on top of content creation and publishing. I rely on using a scheduler and I always aim to be around two weeks ahead. And this is so important for me because if I try and do this every single week or every single day, I simply wouldn't be able to. Because I publish content on various platforms for upgrade your education business, I use a paid scheduler and the one I use is called Zoho Social. But if you say just focus on Facebook or Facebook and Instagram, you can use something like Meta Business Suite for free. If you don't have the budget for a scheduler and still want to publish on various platforms, you could have a document or use something like Canva to simply pre-create your content. Even though that doesn't line up the publishing beforehand, it still saves loads of time. The point is, do whatever you need to do that will make the whole thing easier for you. And I'm reiterating this because I recently saw content from someone demeaning people who pre-scheduled their content, and I thought it was inconsiderate and so irresponsible. Because us business owners are just doing our best to keep all the plates spinning, and I think using tools that make it easier should be encouraged. My fifth tip is to find ways to make social media marketing enjoyable. Because the truth is, we aren't robots. If we follow rules and formulas or do what we think we should do without enjoying it, we naturally won't be able to keep it going. And a great way to start enjoying social media marketing is to participate. So let's say you're focusing on Facebook, just as an example. Instead of only posting content related to your niche, inject your personality into it. Talk about things that you enjoy. Because let's not forget the social part of social media. It's about getting to know people. It's about networking. So, for example, I've been inconsistent in my Upgrade Your Education Business Facebook group for a while. Because I've been struggling to keep all the plates spinning in my business... That's the one thing I just couldn't maintain consistently. And I felt really uncomfortable about it. So one day I went live in the group and I was just really honest. I told people that I had been a bit absent because I was struggling. Now that isn't related to what I sell. Sure, I help my clients feel less overwhelmed and I give them techniques to help them stay on top of their business activities. But I don't, for example, specifically coach people around overwhelm. So the aim of the content wasn't to sell anything, it was just to be honest. And the supportive comments that followed made me fall back in love with my Facebook group again because I realised the kind of people I had in there were exactly the kind of people who I want to hang out with. So when you're participating, think about other groups or people who you want to connect with. It may not serve the purpose of making sales, but it will make you more interested in the platform that you're using. And that will mean that you're enjoying using it more and therefore you'll use it for your business more. So when you get more involved in a platform as a whole, it doesn't have to be totally associated with marketing. Just by using it, you feel more enthusiastic about the platform, which can make the marketing side so much more enjoyable. My next tip is to think about how you can get the results you want from social media marketing, even if it means changing that desired outcome. The best way I can explain what I mean is by giving you an example of a conversation I had very recently in a one-to-one session with a client. This client was feeling fed up with their Facebook group. For context, they're a tutor. They were saying that they put so much work into it, but they barely get any engagement. And actually, this is a very common situation that tutors find themselves in. I think it's because there are so many Facebook groups and many of them offer things for free. So there's a culture of parents expecting freebies from groups. And because many of them join many groups, their newsfeed is often saturated with similar content, which reduces their engagement. Now, because my client was fed up and I could totally understand why, instead of trying to double down on her group and encourage her to do more, we simply changed the focus. We decided that she'd already had enough content in her group to make it useful for parents who genuinely wanted her support. So we arranged the guides section to organise her content so that when someone joins, they can almost be self-sufficient in finding the kind of support they need. It would no longer be reliant on her continually creating fresh content. But since email marketing was already working well for her and her email sequences were set up, what I mean by that is she didn't have to keep writing fresh emails every week, they had already been written and set up, we decided to use the Facebook group as a way for her to simply build her email list. And since that was already happening, because people were joining and they were giving her their email addresses, it renewed my client's feelings around her group. She was no longer feeling like she was failing. Her goal was now to build her email list, and that was already happening every single week. She was achieving the goals that we had set for her group, so she was no longer fed up. So if you're listening to this because you're struggling with a specific area, chances are that the thing that's making you feel demotivated is that you're not getting the results you want. And that means that you can come at it from two angles – The first angle is working out whether there's something you need to do differently to get those results you want. And the second angle is deciding whether those results are realistic and whether you need to simply change them. Now, this next tip will help you write content really fast without overthinking, rereading and re-editing. I want you to imagine that you're speaking to someone who you know, but perhaps haven't seen for a while. And I want you to use that tone and that language when you're writing. By doing that, you'll form your own unique voice, which will start becoming memorable to your audience. So if they see some content from you before they've even seen your name, they know who's speaking because you've developed a style. Also, when you're doing things like sharing value or even writing a post that helps you connect with your audience, don't try and pack too much into one piece of content. Remember that social media is for quick consumption. So choose just one thing and blow it up. For example, let's say I wanted to share my story of how I left teaching to be a full-time business owner. I could talk about it from different angles. I could tell the story of my personal growth and struggles with it. I could tell the story of how I replaced my income and created stability, which I didn't think was possible. I could tell the story of a certain mindset that I had to work on because it was blocking my growth. There I have three different content ideas Based on the one story and the one goal, which is to be myself and connect with my audience. Masterminders, if you want a little bit more on this, head over to the content that converts section of the mastermind portal and have a look at the training on storytelling. However, if I tried to talk all about those things that I just mentioned in one piece of content, not only would it take a long time for me to create, but I'd be making social media marketing so much harder for myself because I have now reduced three different pieces of content ideas down to one. So moral of that story is just take one small thing and blow it up. If you want to share three quick tips to achieve X, Y and Z, then just choose one tip and talk about that one thing. And then you can create other pieces of content for the other two tips. One idea multiplies to three. So I hope you've walked away with a few quick and actionable ideas so that you can really jumpstart your social media marketing in a way that you can sustain. As always, thank you so much for spending your time with me. And you'll hear from me on Wednesday with a quick burst of business inspiration. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.